Welcome to Brothers King Talk. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP, and we have we have a show here today that talks about music. That's pretty much <laughs> all we do. Yeah, that's that's what we do. We just we talk about music that we may or may not like, um, depending on the episode. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and uh we're we're talking about music that we've been going through. Uh we so for those of you who might be just joining us, um we've got an entire back catalog of episodes to listen to and uh you know most of them are pretty solid (laughs) uh and and so we have gone all the way back and reviewed music all the way back in the 40s uh in the 50s going all the way to modern day and uh this is today's song we are all the way in 2011 only you know what is it nine years ago no no 11 years ago 11 years ago 11 years ago (laughs) <laughs> Let me go. I can do math. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. How are you doing? I am content today. Um, I'm a, well, we'll get to it. I'm a, I'm a decently big Adele fan, so mm. I look forward to this episode. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, Adele is one of the not not the last by any means there's other ones but one of the last like mega star vocalists out there mm, okay so i think that's pretty cool i've just i've always appreciated her talent and stuff so we'll we'll talk about it we'll talk about it okay, okay. uh well let's start let's kick things off with a fun fact about the year 2011 um now this has got some big numbers in it but i've got some reference points here uh, so, uh, I am, you know, I'm kind of a, a space nerd. Uh, I think that there's really some incredible things to be found in the vast expanse of space. And, uh, one of the things was in 2011, um, there was a star, uh, Ursa Minor H1504 plus 65, uh, which is a white dwarf was recorded to have the hottest known surface temperature in the universe. At 200,000 Kelvin. Now, uh, if the conversion is right that I looked up on Google, uh, that is equivalent to 359,540 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, oh my gosh. Now, that might sound like a big number, but it's like, well, you know, it's, it's hot. It's the sun. Okay. You know, whatever. Uh, or it's a, it's a star. For reference, our sun, the giant yellow thing in the sky that gives me a sunburn, is only about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is 359,000 degrees and some change. So it's it's crazy how hot this thing is. And, and so that's just and, – and it's also insane that we can even measure that with the tools that we have at our disposal. So I, I this is just – wow. Yeah, it's once you get into big numbers like that, they it's so hard to measure non-relative number numbers, right? Like once you get over for the average person, once you get over 100 degrees, if it's you know just we're comparing temperatures that we're used to, mm-hmm. uh, 212 degrees if you want to say boiling point. Once you get right, or like why do I care about temperature? <laughs> like it's it's hot. Yeah, right. 
it's it's burn. You're right. It's hot. <laughs> Not going to be good. Um. So, yeah, that is crazy just how – it's just crazy how big the universe is. It's terrifying if you think about it too hard. Oh, yeah, trust me. <laughs> I, I honestly get lots of anxiety. As like when they first launched the uh, the James I think it's James Webb telescope that just actually launched a couple of months ago, looking at some of those first images, legitimately struck fear inside of me because the um, it's just the immense space and how insignificant I feel. Yeah, existential dread. Let the welcome to Burger King talk where we talk about our existential dread. Exactly. <laughs> Well, let's talk about a song um, I don't feel is particularly existential. Um, it's it's pretty personal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 2011's Rolling in the Deep by Adele off of what is one of my personal favorite albums. This is like maybe one of the – no, yeah, this is one of the first songs we've had that like this is on an album that I sincerely love. It's like my top 30 probably, 21. Um, it was written by Adele Adkins and Paul Epworth. So, JP, why don't you give me your initial thoughts on this song? All right. I have been uh, holding this back up till now, but I'm going to start things off with a hot take. I don't really like Adele. I don't really like Adele. And every person that's a, I feel like that's a pretty hot take, but it's honestly, in my opinion, and now I – now that I hear how much you like Adele, I'm a little worried to say this, but I think I'm going to anyway. I feel, in my personal opinion, that Adele was one of the most over- overrated singers of the 2010s. Okay. I mean, I think it, it depends on your exposure and your history. So, Could be. You're right. You're right. Let's, let's do a little tangent here. Tell me about your history with Adele, and then tell me about it in relation to this song. Because really, this song is her breakthrough song. So Sure. So the the only time I've ever really listened to Adele, uh, I, like so, my mom really enjoys Adele. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I I never really listened. I was not by this time in 2011. I wasn't really listening to the radio. If I was in the car, I was using my phone to listen to music. So I never really listened to pop music radio or anything like that. Um, most of the time, I was listening to my own music and choosing that realm. And so the only times that I was, and maybe this is the reason. Uh, the only time that I was listening to Adele was when I was at work, and at the time I was working at a fast food restaurant, and they would play music over the radio, and so I would hear, um, I don't know what song it was, Without You by Adele, uh, or Someone Like You, something like, yeah. I think someone, someone Like You, you yeah. Yeah, I heard that song at nauseum, and I never really enjoyed it, but it was there was always certain aspects of the song that I never really like it just hit me the wrong way like the way that and I mean I've said that I hated this part but other people are like that's the best part and it's when her voice cracks in the chorus and uh because it doesn't sound natural and it doesn't sound in my opinion good and it's like at the same time it's like it's talking about how you know how uh you know how emotional she is and things like that and I'm like you're right uh but I don't I still don't like it and and so I never pursued Adele even ever past that, essentially. Um, now, that being said, I have been exposed to other Adele songs through other means. For example, um, the song. Oh, gosh, I can't remember if it was uh, Set Fire to the Rain. Um, 
I listened to that song. There was a metalcore band um, called Sycamore that covered that song, and I saw it live, and it was really good, and it was really solid. Just the way that, it, that everything was put together, I'll have to send you it, because if you if you like Adele, I'm curious to see what you would think as an Adele fan. Um, but yeah, and so that one, and then uh, I heard her sing the title song for the James Bond movie, Skyfall. I love Skyfall, and I love the James Bond series, and so I honestly think that Skyfall, that song in particular, is my favorite Adele song that I've heard from what I've heard on the radio, from what I've heard uh, my wife play, or from what I've heard anything like that, and I just think Skyfall is is the pinnacle of what I expect uh, out of something like, uh, out of uh, a voice like Adele's. Alright, so that's your history on Adele. Now tell us about your initial thoughts on this song. Right. Now, so with that out of the way, I will admit that this song is better than some of the other songs that I've heard. Someone Like You is my my litmus test here. But I know there are better songs out here, and that's kind of the, the focus here. So my first impression of this song feels very flat. It feels very one note, and I think we're going to get into the music and, and why I feel like that, but it feels very uh minimal and not in the way that I would ex- not not in the way that it's trying to be minimal instead it feels like the changes and the variation ultimately amount to very very small very very little things and the focus is taken away from something that is really good and instead put on or tried to make a song bigger than it needs to be and and so I felt like this song fell very flat Okay. Well, this, is, this is going to be a very differing opinion episode. I'm, I'm excited about this. We haven't had one of these in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to come right out and say I love this song. I loved it for a long time. Um, I was sitting – I can actually remember like one of the first times I was made aware of it. I was sitting in a food court in a mall. You guys remember those malls, food courts? <laughs> um, and they had this music video playing, and I was just absolutely mesmerized by the – the they had this in the music video if you haven't seen it there's this hallway or this room full of cups filled with water and the drum starts and it does that Jurassic Park thing where the water vibrates mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely mesmerized by that image um, okay shortly after I found this album at I either found it at the library or maybe I listened to it on Spotify I don't remember exactly. And ever since, I've been an Adele fan. Now, I, I will say I'm like, her newer stuff, It's I'm having trouble getting into. I, I, I mm-hmm. want, like it because I like her. But mm-hmm. this album, 21, is, I think, her pinnacle thus far. And I think what hits me about it is <laughs> her music is kind of emo music dressed up in, like, neo-gospel clothes. Mm. And I really love that aesthetic. Like, it's, I I already have, like, a penchant for heart on the sleeve lyrics that are in minor keys anyways. Mm-hmm. And okay. up in kind of this uh, big, almost alt-rock gospel sound, and it just mm, hits me in just the right place. We'll talk about it in the music, though. Um, yeah. So tell me your thoughts on the music. So, 
I, you know, and I'll, I'll be very, very thought, very honest. I'm not going to try to, not going to try to save your feelings, uh, when it comes to my, my feelings on Adele, but, uh, I felt like the introduction of the song, starting with the vocal performance and the muted acoustic guitar, that is solid. That is really, really great. It's very reminiscent of the music that we've had early on the list, and it's taken that concept of those kind of like almost country aspects of pop music from back in the from back way in like the seventies and the the sixties and really modernizing it. And so I really like that. Um unfortunately that is about the only good thing that I can particularly say about the music. Uh the addition of the drums on the latter half of the first verse to add this kind of driving force to the track is really unnecessary because the the muted acoustic guitar was already doing that and it was doing it really really well um and there are a few times in the song where i thought to myself oh this might really be good and that was uh the part of the pre-chorus where adele sings um we almost had it all like that that line that is the best line of the entire song the 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 progression the the notes that and everything in the melody right there that is like the best part of the entire song i can't explain it i don't really know why but that hits my ear and it is so pleasing but it's i it's there's not enough of it there's it's one line um and it's a shame that i didn't get to hear more of it throughout the track uh the other things that i struggle with primarily are just the music in general because adele has an incredible voice i don't think anyone can argue that she doesn't have a great voice and the addition of these kind of extra things are kind of diminishing her voice overall because she's got the ability to carry the song on her own and she doesn't need all of these extra things this could have been a very powerful song without uh without so many of the additions that really were unnecessary like the Honestly, I normally I'm a fan of backtracking vocals, but here they just felt awkward. They felt uh, in the chorus they just felt misplaced, if I'm being honest. Um, and when it comes to just the the drums and just everything like that, it just felt like they were trying to shoehorn certain aspects of this song in because it's like, oh well, this song. You know, this song, if they're trying to be kind of a neo-gospel, like you were saying, well, ne- well, gospel songs had uh, had choirs in the background, so let's get that in there. Oh, well, we want to modernize it, so we want to drive it, so make sure we add a, a, a bass drum in there and, you know, something like that. And it's just, it feels very shoehorned together, and the focus is then taken off of Adele's voice, unfortunately, and that, and so it ultimately just kind of brings every, it, it feels very disjointed. Okay, yeah. Um, I do not feel that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it, that's okay. That's that's. I think that's one of the beautiful things about this kind of conversation is that, uh, I mean, we both have our opinions, and so being able to kind of vocalize those in a way that is contrasting is, is really beneficial. Yeah. All right. So for me... This song is, I think, a perfectly built pop song. 
Um, I've briefly talked about it before. Um, one night I had like a two o'clock in the morning epiphany that I got up and had to like write it down in my notebooks of a pop song circle. Um, and essentially in my personal theory, which I have not, um, canonized anyone, uh, you can break a song down into kind of like seven elements. And if those seven elements are played properly, it tends to build a really good pop song that a lot of songs follow the blueprint of. Sure. I think this song does that really well. Um, so we have the simple strum guitar and Adele's voice, which, as you mentioned, is an instrument unto itself. Like, her voice is super powerful. Like, even mm-hmm. naysayers can't deny, oh, yeah, she has a really strong voice. It's amazing. Right. And also, like, she was only, like, you know, 21, 22 at this time. So yes. That's even crazier, if you think about it. Um, and that kick drum hits. And, man, that kick drum, see, for you, it took it away. For me, that is, like, where the song gets me. I'm like, yes, give me that kick drum. I love the minimalism to it all, um, where it's a very simple drum piece that adds to without overblowing. It's, like, just kind of adding that little extra vanilla in your cookie recipe. Um, <laughs> And then by the one minute mark, we have a full crescendo. You have the piano. The dun, 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 dun. And then you have the background singers, which is just Adele herself. Um, mm-hmm. And this gives it all like a, I think, a beautiful bluesy gospel quality. Um, so probably why I like this is it's taking all the elements of alternative rock slash indie pop. Um, well, indie rock. And building upon that nicely, and then kind of mixing in this gospel quality, which befits her voice. And by the time that crescendo hits, and like you said, though, could have had it all, that part, Mm -hmm. yes, that part is powerful. But I feel like the reason why it's powerful is because you start off really simple, and you start building, 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 and the song just, like, almost breaks, the tension keeps building almost to a breaking point. And then her voice finally breaks the tension, and it really kind of feels like a firework in your head a little bit. And that's mm. part of that pop buildup I was talking about. So, and she does that all within like the first third of the song, which is exactly how a good pop song generally works. And um, let's not discount her producer here, um, Paul Epworth. Um, he helped mm. write the song and produce it. And he has a strong hand in how well constructed the song is, I think. And then there's this other part I like in it. There's a breakdown around two minutes and 30 seconds where it's just like hand claps. And mm-hmm. uh, kind of goes into a little bridge. Um, and that gets me every time. Um, you'll pay back and reap just what you sow. That part... Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that just kind of is like a little breath after the big crescendo. And then it starts building again into the second and third course, which is, is the whole entire climax of the song. Okay. And I feel like such a well-constructed song that even outside of it, I think Adele does it best. But I've heard this song by Aretha Franklin, Linkin Park. 
I even saw one. I even listened to one version. It was Little Wayne just took the instrumentation and did a freestyle. Interesting. And it still worked really well because the song is just so well constructed musically. Sure. So, yeah, I really love the instruments of this song. Like, mm, it gets me every time. Like, this song gets my adrenaline pumping. That's a that's a fair point. I think, you know, um, there are definitely uh, – there are definitely – uh, times where this song has been covered, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just I would prefer hearing it by those those tracks because they change up the instrumentation just a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of who. Uh, so one of the one of my main exposures to uh, pop music was because I was listening to uh, punk music was Pop Goes Punk uh, or Punk Goes Pop, excuse me. Um, and I'm pretty sure Rolling the Deep is covered on one of these albums, but I don't know which album. And so I'll have to look through because uh, I know one of these, it, it, it is covered and it is, it is talked about and it's done. And if I remember correctly, it works relatively well. Um, but it's just, it, I don't know. It's, there's something about everything and maybe, maybe the lyrics, uh, and the way that we, we talk about this, but, um, the lyrics, and this is kind of a segue here because the lyrics are the same no matter who you listen to it by. Um, of course, obviously Lil Wayne uh, is kind of that exception because he did a freestyle, but still, um, we're back to the breakup song format for another week. And unfortunately, I, I just felt like these lyrics are pretty uninspired. Uh, overall, you know, yes, something bad happens. Yes, you're hurt. Yes, you built your life together. And this song is, as the song has been sang a thousand times over, and there's nothing, there's no unique emotion that I'm feeling. You know, I feel like these lyrics could be replaced with any other emotion, and it would feel cookie cutter to me because swapping love with greed or swapping love with anger, and this song has legitimately the same effect. Um, and I, that's kind of something that I, I felt was a walk, uh, a step in the wrong direction. Um, that is one of the most disappointing things about these lyrics is like that they're, they're, I don't want to say pretending, but that's kind of what it feels like. They're pretending to be something that they're not, or they're pretending to mean something, um, more so than other songs or things like that. And I just don't buy into it. Um, but even if I did buy into it, even if I did buy into it and say, yes, the song is, uh, you know, uh, this song is very emotional and this is the only way it could ever be sang. I felt like they were also extremely repetitive. I mean, the entire last minute of the song, um, probably could have been cut, uh, because this is just the last like 58 seconds are just a, a repeat of what we've heard previously. I mean, it was just as, uh, I felt the same way about Nickelback uh, when they when we talked about the Nickelback song. The entire last minute of the song doesn't add anything to the actual song itself, and I think that it could have. Uh, I think it could have been. Okay. Um, once again, I don't feel that way at all. But that's okay. For <laughs> having differing opinions, I'm loving it. We don't do. I don't think. Usually I'm not on this side. Usually I'm the naysayer, so it's nice to be on the <laughs> Yeah, um, for sure. Um, so has anyone else noticed how many breakup songs we cover on this podcast? 
Like we right. so many breakup songs. Breakup songs are good money. If anyone's <laughs> thinking of thinking of getting in the music business, write a breakup song. Yes, like I mean, it, it's been shown time and time again in history. Um, right. But a breakup song, when when done well, I think can be quite cathartic. And I think that's the main takeaway for me from this song, catharsis. Mm. This song is just like pure catharsis for the feelings going on. Um, so I like the way Adele put it in an interview. Um, I was reading about this and she said, um, this was her reaction, quote, to being told that my life was going to be boring and lonely and rubbish, and that was I was a weak person if I didn't stay in the relationship. I was very insulted. Mm. And I this kind of goes back to I feel like this really started with Cher and her breakup slash empowerment song. Um Yeah, I believe. This yeah, and this kind of builds off of that lyrical theme. I think there is a time and place for reconciliation, right? Forgiveness has its place in the world. In fact, I think forgiveness above all else, personally. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness before just about anything else. But sometimes the person you're with, particularly, you know, if you haven't made a commitment to them and they're just like a toxic relationship, there comes a point when they've gone too far. And if they're telling you, well, without me, you're just going to be a horrible, weak, boring person. Mm. Um, they're just not worth your trouble anymore. <laughs> and yeah. this, I feel like the lyrics encapsulate that perfectly. The anger of being like, how dare you say I'm nothing without you? How dare mm. you? You know, really, our lives could have been good, but you went and threw that all away. Now you're going to reap what you sown. And, uh, I see. And I just, I love that catharsis of all that. Like the whole entire song is just building to being like, you know what? How dare you? think that about me i'm better than this right sure and i will give the caveat the lyrics can feel a bit mean-spirited at times like i'm gonna watch your head burn right yeah <laughs> they, they can be a bit mean-spirited but i also get that catharsis of i'm angry at you and i want you to know this is why i'm angry at you because my life is worth more than what you said it was hmm and I think it just works so well on that cathartic level. All right. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think, you, you know, I think it takes a little bit of reading into the lyrics um, and, and kind of you have to you have to know the background, I feel like, to actually appreciate this song for what it is, maybe. I mean, because that's, you know, without without knowing the context in that in that particular Adele interview, I feel like that would have been something that would have gone right over my head. And it did, clearly. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this is, uh, this is a good example of a song that if you listen to the artist frequently, if you follow the artist, that this song in particular, I feel like probably really stands out. Um, in, in some cases above the rest. And if you are like myself, who, you know, maybe only have occasionally heard the songs on the radio or things like that, it doesn't have as much of an impact, especially if you're not primed to accept it in the first place. Yeah, I think that's what it's, it's the, uh, <laughs> I think it's, um, 
I think you're right. It's just one of those things. If you're already prone to dislike Adele for whatever reason, this song won't necessarily change your mind, per se. Right. And then I also wanted to point out that, you know, something that you had um, – oh, gosh. I lost my train of thought. Something that you had mentioned, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, Adele – so when we first started this episode, when I said, hot take, I don't like Adele, your first question – was let me know your background. And I think that question stands above everything else because not why do you not like Adele? No, what has your exposure been to Adele? Because that is the whole point, right? If mm-hmm. I'm, if I've been exposed to Adele most for, for a long time and I've listened to her entire catalog and I still didn't like it, that's a different thing than someone who has like myself listened to only a handful of songs liked some and not liked others and that's why I don't like this song you know so I think that that question that you ask as an Adele fan is the exact reason why this is the type of thing that kind of falls flat for me but not for you what is our history with the artist yeah I think what is the history with the artist what is the history with like kind of this also, I like what you said at the beginning. You said you only ever heard this on pop radio. Right. I associate this song with pop radio because I didn't have to work inside a food industry type place listening to it on the radio. I went and seeked it out of my own volition and like had and built kind of my own memories of it digging right. in itself. So I didn't have it thrust upon me. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think it's a fair point. Well, uh, so my, for my final thoughts, it, it's really kind of a bummer for me uh, how disappointing I felt this song was for me. Adele has a lot better music. Uh, like I had mentioned before, I think Skyfall is an incredible title track. Um, I mean, most most of the time, if uh, a James Bond uh, movie is focusing on a, so one of your songs or your voice, um, that says a lot. And, uh, so yeah, I think Skyfall is just incredible. However, this track is significantly missing the mark for me, uh, because I felt like the instrument, uh, like the production itself was clunky. Uh, the instruments felt unnecessary and the entire song has, for me, one melodic hook that goes about 58 seconds too long. Although Adele's voice does shine, I, I feel like this song is not the song that you're going to find it to shine in. So, I gave the song, uh, I gave it some really low scores. I gave the music a point five. Excuse me. Uh, for the, uh, for all the same reasons that I just mentioned. Uh, the lyrics of one, uh, I just think that they, there's, it's been done better. It's been done better is my, my easiest way to say it. And, uh, point five for my overall score just because I, I felt like Adele has better music out there. And if you're going to only listen to one Adele song, this is not the one to listen to. Uh, so I gave a pretty low, although not the worst score, two out of nine for myself. That's fair. I, um, see, it's funny you say that because if I was going to try and convince someone to like Adele, this is a song I'd play for them. So I'm curious to, I would like to try litmus test that on a few people sometime. Sure. Uh, for me, I am going the complete opposite direction of you. Music, I give a three. Like I said, I think the song is, perfectly built it's a well-constructed pop song um it, the, the music alone just gets me going every time the lyrics i give it 
half. Um, I just because they can be a bit mean spirited at times. Like I get it that cathartic anger, but you know, um, it, it can go a step too mean sometimes. So two and a half on the lyrics because I, I like the rest of them a lot. Overall, I give this a three. Um, I know I'm. This is nostalgia bias here. I get that. I still think the song stands very strong, though. Like it. Here's my other thing about this song. It doesn't sound like it belongs to any one time period. Like you were saying at the beginning, it, it kind of sounds like a slightly production-wise updated country of like the 40s. Mm. But I don't think this. If I just heard this randomly. I'd be like, is this from the 90s? Is this from the maybe 80s? Like, it's a bit clean for the 70s and 80s, but 90s moving forward, very possibly, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it's, it feels a bit timeless to me. And if it All was, right. if you ran it through, like, a lo-fi filter, you could be convinced it comes from any decade, I think. But, um, so overall, I give this an 8.5 out of 9. The I think only the second song I've done that to um, it came really close to a nine for me, though. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that you know, it's it's definitely we've definitely had tracks where, um, I mean, we've been differing, but it doesn't happen very often where we are this divided. Um, and most of the time, I am the one saying, "Oh gosh, this is such a great song," and you're just like, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be on the other side of the fence for once. I like this. right. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, one of the one of the things that I love about about doing this show and about talking about music is when we do get different opinions, we're we're very, you know, very direct about it. We're just like, nope, you know, this is this is my opinion. This is how much I love this song. And I'm going to go listen to Careless Whisper on repeat until uh, the, you know, the cows come home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We have a blast doing this. Once again, my name is Samuel. And my name is JP, and as always, thank you so much for listening. This has been a Brothers King Media production.